Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, bum, bum, we're bum, back, bum. dude. Dude, and I was I got to admit, people, you can't see this, obviously, because you're listening. But I was standing up when Josh started into that intro, and I was like, oh, man, can I do this standing? Do I have to be sitting to do this? Like, what is it really threw me off? So we've done this like a hundred and I don't know, way more than a hundred times at this point. And uh, yeah, threw me for a loop. Didn't you, uh, so, didn't you used to have a standing shelf like on your wall? I do. I still do. Right now it just has like random kid stuff on it and like some light bulbs and an extra nice. like little camera thing. So I haven't been using my standing desk shelf situation very much, but I need as to. All, as all good to. shelves should have junk on them. That's, that's yeah. just how I live life. Yeah. Um, I tell yeah. myself on a regular basis, everything needs a home. I'm going to get to that place one day. But right now, yeah. no, my desk is a disaster. <laughs> right now my shelves are for stuff. Dude, yep. what's up in your world? How you doing this week? Dude, I'm doing good. Can't complain. Yeah. Life is good. Things are busy. Things are stressful yeah. to you, but hey, we trust Jesus in the midst of our stress and keep tugging yeah. away. Amen to uh, that. Chugging away, not tugging away. I don't that actually sounds a little bit sexual. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> chugging away, like a choo-choo train. <laughs> Classic. Oh, that's so funny. Chugging away. Chugging yeah. away, chugging away. In, ge- potato, in general, tomato, I just feel like you, know? you probably shouldn't go tugging away. I don't know. That just seems right. seems to involve multiple unless, people and that's a bad day unless for everybody. You're a sailor or your job is to secure ships mm. in port. Just, uh, and you're, you know, and just, you're on a tug, like a tugboat. Yeah. That's probably li- the only way you can tug. If you tug are away. a captain of a tugboat, then tug away. Yeah. Like, that's what you're yeah. here for. But yeah. everybody else, tug less in your life. That's just the goal of life. Just less tugging going wrong. I don't know. And we are this Jesus Life podcast, and that is that's your right. whole episode for today. That's, it. that's all we got for you. I feel like that's, that's all- good old. That's good old, old yeah. time, this Jesus yep. life. Like what if you've been around you? a long time, yeah. those were the good conversations. <laughs> Andrew and I would talk uh, about things that we probably shouldn't talk about, but hey, we're just two normal guys. <laughs> we might have had Jesus an episode. I, we never did it, but you know, a good episode title would have been Less Chug, Less Tug or something like that. More Chug, <laughs> we Less Tug. <laughs> No. Well, you could chug no. a lot of bad things too, I guess. That's yeah, what I'm probably saying. Just, so yeah, no chugging less or chug, tugging. Chug. <laughs> I would, and I would, That's yeah, what I would go do. out and state like, uh, don't chug and tug at the same time. I we think that's just get you in did one of our early episodes got labeled explicit. Remember that? And uh, wasn't it the one we called like frick flipping and shoot? And it was all about oh, swear words. Um, I think we marked them like, as explicit. I don't think yeah, they maybe care. we did. Maybe we did. I think you're right. We used to have totally an editor right. friend of ours that used to edit our podcast. He stopped because he's a nice guy, <laughs> but he wanted to charge us too much money because it was his livelihood, yes. which I get. And we're like, hey, buddy, this is a side project for us. Yeah. We don't want to spend money. This is like on. side, side project. Yep. Uh, but uh, he would tell us on a regular basis, I think, because you guys curse, and in all reality, because I curse, uh, you should mark your podcast as explicit. And I was like, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. People not should be today. okay with it. Listen listen not to our episode. Today. I have a whole episode that's on right. cursing and my views on it. Yeah, that's right. Biblical views on it, by the way. Let's just be very clear. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. Um, well, Josh, what? Let me get, let me set this up a little bit. Normally, we would have a little bit more catching up time. I've got a hard stop for a meeting in a little bit, and uh, we should probably dive in. But Josh, tell the people why you were feeling sad. Because Josh was like, let's pick a sad psalm. Let's do a sad one. So are you, know are was... you feeling sad today? You just want to go somber with this psalm? Where are you at? Uh, I don't know if like sad. <laughs> I don't, the, don't get me wrong. There's definitely times you're like, you know what? Today just like, I want to feel sad today. Yeah. So you like try yeah. to find and it's that like place. it's like fall and it's cold and yeah. gray. It's like, I want to be a little yeah. sad. Yeah. But sad's not typically my M.O. Uh, sad right. is a form of uh, vulnerability that I'm not comfortable with. Mm. So, like, even if I was sad on the outside, I am not going to show sad uh, because that's too vulnerable. People can hurt you when you're sad. That's just the reality right. of it. Right. No, not sad. That's fair. Uh, though my yeah. dad's anniversary of his death is coming up in yeah. nine days. No. Yeah. Dang. Eight days. That's crazy. Dang, man. That's um, so that crazy. will be sad. Uh, I'm preparing yeah. for it. Uh, I'm not preaching yeah. that weekend. Um, That's good. And all those fun things to make sure I'm ready for it. But that will be sad. Yep. Um, but yeah. I've learned through grief, if you've lost a loved one or you've recently lost and you're trying to figure it out, hey, feel it. It is okay to feel yep. it. Um, I think it's yep. important to feel it. Don't shove that thing down. Like when the yep. emotions kick it, kick you and they'll kick you in the most inopportune times. Feel them. They only last for you know, 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Uh, yeah. But feel them when you feel them. They deserve because you love them. Tugging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they deserve to be uh, grieved. That's just reality. Yeah. If they ma- if they didn't matter, True. you wouldn't grieve them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're in the middle of the series to kind of frame it all uh, to change gears, yes. not to lightly talk about death, but is what it is. Um, we are talking through different psalms, and one of the beautiful things about the psalms is it gives us emotion to how we may be feeling, whether it's happy or sad or angry or frustrated or mad at God or uh, guilty uh, and feeling the shame of sin, uh, though Jesus took the shame. Um, Psalms gives us the ability to kind of put words to those emotions that maybe we couldn't figure out ourselves. Uh, At least that's how we look at it. We're two dudes. Emotions are not top priorities to us. Um, Not the strongest dude in our world. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to identify emotions, probably not that strong at, uh, unless it's like the good ones, right? Anger. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, we can identify those ones pretty quick. I, uh, I would hope most people could happy. Yeah. Those are like, we could do that, but it's the depths of some of these that make it a little bit more difficult. And that's where the Psalms come yeah. uh, in huge help to be able to kind of frame some of those things for me. Uh, or for us. So we're continuing in that series. We've gone through a handful of Psalms. You can catch up with us. Uh, All those podcasts are out Uh, this week. We're going to go a little bit, a little bit uh, darker is not the right word. A little bit more somber. 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 Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more somber because emotions, somber, right? Darker. You know, happy sad. We're doing good, man. We're doing good. (laughs) That's four. That's a win. Uh, (laughs) So we're, we're talking a little bit about uh, some more somber topics, but important topics. Nonetheless, uh, we're talking about sin and what happens when we find ourselves in the midst of it. What should our f- proper response be to it mm-hmm. uh, and all those fun things. This is Psalm 51. It comes uh, when the prophet Nathan came to David after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. 
know if you don't know that story and confronted like, him if you don't know that story this like the prophet nathan came and confronted david while david was king while his army was away and he had cheated uh he had slept with bathsheba who was the wife of i forget the guy's name uriah maybe uriah. um and and then david had that uriah moved to the front lines of battle after after trying some other things and being real sneaky, had him move to the front lines of battle so that he was killed in battle. And then Nathan came and confronted him on it. So sorry to jump in for that setup, but wanted to give a real quick background of the story. No, you're good. Um, And super awful. The funny thing is with this uh, Psalm and really with the sin of David in this moment, uh, it always comes back to the adultery of Bathsheba, but let's be very clear. He also killed off Uriah. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know if yeah. one's worse he than also- the other. If we're, if we're grading sin, like mm, I think that one may, li- may live on. Uh, though no, they're all together. For this, it's like one overarching action. Yeah, one sin leads to the so, next sin leads yeah. to the next sin. You know, we can go down that road. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the big thing is is for the sake of the history uh, that's being told, the fact that Bathsheba had a son matters, um, yeah. and that's why they probably focus on that that more than um, Uriah uh, being killed in battle. Yeah. But this is Psalm fifty one. I'll read it out to us, and then Andrew, give me your give yeah. me your first thoughts here. Uh, and really, my plan, Andrew, is if we could just list our top three current sins that we're dealing with. Uh, probably good good way to Sweet. talk about these Great. things in public in a public form. Love it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Number one, or verse one, sorry. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Uh, wash away all my iniquities. Cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done uh, what is evil in your sight. Well, let's be honest, that's not completely true. Like you sinned against a handful of people in this, in this situation there, uh, David. But that's fine. Uh, against you only you or you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge surely I was sinful at birth sinful from the time my mother conceived me yet you desire faithfulness even in the womb you taught me wisdom in that secret place cleanse me with hibiscus uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Uh, and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins um, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me. Uh, Create in me a heart, a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Do not uh, cast me down from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors uh, your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me. From the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I will bring it. 
or I would bring it. You do not pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is my broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous in the burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Boom, boom. Dude, a lot going on here. The first thing that really stuck stuck out to me in a big way um, is that David starts off talking about how he is sinful and how that is like naked and exposed in front of God. Like starting verse three, for you know my transgressions and my sin is always before you. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And I guess the the reason that stuck out to me is that David is not um, making excuses, right? He's not saying like, well, I was super justified in this because of this and that and the other. He's like, yeah, I'm totally sinful. I, I own this. I'm responsible for the choices I made. And uh, and he's not trying to like obfuscate, obfuscate from that. So that stands out to me. Um, because then later he's talking about having a, um, you know, a down cut, sorry, what's the word? Like a, a broken and contrite heart, you know, like that, that that's what he's carrying. He's like, if you wanted bowls, <laughs> that'd be easier to just, he's the king, right? Like, he's like, I could give you whatever sacrifice you want, but I'm praying before you God, with a broken and contrite heart heart. And I think that's, uh, that's probably the right posture to ask for forgiveness, um, from God in, um, and like, and it's right to show up that way saying, God, I gotta, you already know everything, but I'm going to confess like the sin in my life and ask for your mercy and restoration and forgiveness in me, you know, um, help me move through this, move past it. It's not something I can just pay off with a few bowls sacrificed on an altar it's uh it's in my heart and uh yeah man david owned it he's like this is me i sinned nathan knows it god you already knew it but i i'm standing here between before you with the broken and contrite heart so that's like that's my first major takeaway or first big thought out of it that stuck out all the way through what about you man what uh what grabbed you as you were reading it um live or that you read it before we started talking? Yeah, I, I think, um, I think the overarching piece that we get to see with, with what David does in this moment, uh, is that he goes back to God. Um, I, I think our, our tendency is when we sin, we hide, right? Like, yeah. uh, shame tells us to, to hide what, what's been going on, not just hide the sin. And David started that way. Don't get me wrong. Like Nathan had to confront him, but, um, you know, when he got to that place where he recognized what he did was wrong, um, you know, he went directly back to God. And now we see this recorded um, in this psalm um, of of essentially prayer back to God of, of what's going on. Um, I, I think there's some things that happen in this prayer that are, are, are important um, when we practice these types of things. When we recognize we're in sin and we're trying to go back to God, um, like spending time with him, whether you want to or not. Um, having the conversation about what you did, whether you want to or not, being vulnerable and honest in that conversation with God about what happened and what led to those decisions that you made to to sin against God and others. But um, 
we see at the beginning here, the first two uh, verses like, oh, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, uh, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity. Iniquity is essentially sin, uh, wrongdoing, uh, and cleanse me from, from my sin. I think there's a piece of this that it's it's the good reminder because um, you could be looking at this and say like, well, that's pretty manipulative, right? Like, hey, God, remember who you are before you deal with me. Uh, remember that you are unfailing in your love and you have great compassion. Um, I think it's more of a reminder of who God is, right? You know, our actions are not going to necessarily, I'll say it this way. I was going to say it a different way, but our actions will not change the character of God. Um, yeah. Right. So we can look at it and say, well, you know, because of all this stuff going on in this sin, like God may not be unfailing in his love for me. He may not actually be compassionate any longer. Um, I've, I've, you know, outpaced his compassion. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think David's starting here to remind himself that these are still true character characteristics of who God is. Um, and my actions has not changed who God is. I don't have that type of influence or power. Um, is a good reminder of where you're going back to. Um, Cause it would be easy to be like, well, God is a, a vengeful God. Um, and though um, God can be seen that way, God doesn't tep- typically operate that way. Um, you know, typically it's your actions and you, the consequence of your actions is what you're experiencing. It's not God seeking vengeance um, though throughout the old covenant, we do see a little bit more vengeance from God in, in different areas. Yep. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're now establishing kingdoms in a different world than we live in today. Um, so I think there's a big piece of that. And then the second piece is like recognize who you've who you've sinned against. Recognize the, mm-hmm. the reality that you are a sinner and you've been a sinner since birth. Right. Because, you know, sin follows sin follows sin. So um, because Adam sinned, we've all have carried that sin on with us or at least that sinful nature yeah. along with us. Um, so reminding yourself that, Hey, you're not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. That you, you, you are going to make mistakes and you are going to screw up and you are going to sin against God and others. Um, this is going to be a reality of your life until you take your last breath because you're not, you're not perfect. Um, and I think oftentimes Christians get to this place where either they've justified certain sins away. Well, everybody does it, not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they have got to this place where they just assume that everything they do is godly and right. Um, even though they're, you know, trampling around people uh, over people around them. Um, and they've convinced themselves that, no, I am, I am holy. I am being changed by God. And though you may be changed by God, you are still a sinner. So I think there's a piece of that, that keeps, keeps us humble and keeps us grounded to be reminded hmm. um, that David does here in um, that'd be like three through six, three through yeah. seven ish. Um, I guess seven, eight and nine. Um, we really start to get into um, being reminded of the power that, that God carries the power that Christ carries, you know, at this point, you know, in, in the story of God, Christ hadn't gone to the cross yet. Um, salvation comes through right. different ways. Um, and right. or I should say forgiveness comes through different ways. You know, mm-hmm. we live in a world where, where salvation has come. We do know the good news and we do know that it's true. Um, so we live mm-hmm. by a little bit different rules here um, than David would have lived by. Um, but at the same time, our forgiveness, our restoration comes from God because of what Jesus did yep. on the cross. And I think those verses are reminding us of that. Yeah. Uh, and then we move into this piece of like, hey, restore me back to who I wa- who you're calling me to be, you know, cleanse me from, you know, 
all in unrighteousness. We get into verses 10, 11, 12, um, even th- I guess 13 switches gears, but 10, 11, 12, we're, we're looking at God restore me back to where I was with you. Um, and then finally gets in this place of like, because you've done this for me, let me help others learn how to do this for them. Like let them experience mm-hmm. the same thing mm-hmm. I experienced. I'm finishing yeah. out the Psalm. Um, yeah. But it all comes back to like, Jesus, right? Like we're, we're coming mm-hmm. back when we've sinned against God, we're coming back to Jesus immediately. I'm not taking our time. Not like this is the first thing we do. Yeah, dude, we've talked a few times. I mean, one time real directly on a podcast episode about like old covenant, new covenant thinking, old Testament, new Testament, uh, different way to understand that you can go back and check that out. But, um, this idea of, sin and forgiveness is is through the entire bible right the expression of how that plays out is different in our lives than it was kind of in old testament times when david wrote this um then it was like physical sacrifice and things like that were there was very rigorous laws around you have to sacrifice this type of thing if you did this type of sin there, were, there was a priest class. They had to do it in a certain way. They had to make sure they were um, purified themselves before they could offer a sacrifice to the Lord. All of this stuff. But the baseline from uh, through the whole Bible is that um, when you sin, you and I cannot just earn forgiveness on our own. Um, the thing that God does to forgive us uh, is different in the Old Testament than it is today, but it's because of Jesus's sacrifice. Now with this, like we, we, Jesus died for our sins that we could be restored into a right relationship with God. Um, and like first John one nine is if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to for, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness the exact same thing David was after here, right? He's like, I'm coming to you, God, sinful. My heart is downcast and contrite. I know I did wrong. I know my hands are full of blood. I know I did evil actions and I sinned against you, God. You know, I hurt others. I sinned against you. Purify me of this unrighteousness. Make me right in your eyes, you know, and then teach me how to help others um, live in a way that's pleasing to you too. But Sin, sin is rough, man. Like the, the Bible never speaks positively about sin. It's always that like, you know, in the new Testament, some things that come to mind are that, um, our enemy, the devil, like, uh, prowls around like a roaring lion, lion looking for a soul to devour, right? Not exactly like a super happy thought, but like his job is, to try to take us down. Um, He's very anti us and very anti God and wants to see us live in sin rather than um, live in a way that's pleasing to God. So we need like God's strength and power and love and definitely forgiveness in our life. It's not something that we can just decide like, Hey, I know I did all that stuff that was super sinful. I know I lied to my friends. I know I, killed this guy in battle. I know I did whatever, right? Like whatever it is, we, we do sin, whether it's um, relatable in the way that David had in this Psalm or not, we are very much in need of, of forgiveness by God. And uh, one, one rabbit trail side note thing. 
I kind of think that like when the Bible talks about us being made in the image of God. Oh, you know what? I'm going to pause for a second. Charlotte's being real loud and crazy. One sec. You feel free nice. to jump in, my friend. Yeah, I don't. I'll be honest. I was only half paying attention. Um, we, uh, work is busy, but um, yeah, I think I think what Andrew was was trying to say is like sin matters. Sin's sin's effective in what it does. Sin's going to keep us from uh, experiencing uh, the fullness of this life, right? Because sin still is going to cause harm to ourselves, to our relationship with both God and with others. Um, that's what sin does. Um, the enemy is crafty and what he does to allow us uh, to convince ourselves um, that uh, the, whatever the sin is, we're currently, it's okay. Um, it's okay to, to um, participate in because like God understands. Um, and though God does understand you are sinners, God does not um, accept our sin to continue on um, like consequences of sin are, are devastating to that. And his relationship matters too much for that to be in, in the midst of it. Now I will say relationship is restored very easily with God. Um, when we recognize that we are in sin and we ask for forgiveness, God freely gives it, um, you know, uh, scripture tells us he sends it as far as the east is from the west or washed as white as snow. Um, we see that in this, uh, we see that concept, you know, in, in David's words as well. Um, so as, as long as we're coming back to God with that thing, God will forgive. Um, but the reality is, is like there's, there's deeper issues of, of why you're, you know, especially habitual sin. There's deeper issues of why you're coming back to those things um, and why uh, you have found um, whatever comfort, enjoyment, um, uh, identity, um, you know, throw whatever other, you know, topic on that, um, in that, in that sin that you've, you know, you feel like you need it or whatever. Um, but there's a root to that. And that's where, where God does most of his work. It's getting to the root of those things because Jesus is clear. You have no power over sin without him. Um, it's too powerful. The enemy's too, too, you know, cunning. Um, you know, we talked about the Lord's prayer and Jesus, you know, Jesus ends that prayer with, um, you know, um, keep me from temptation and deliver me from the evil one this is what he's talking about here. Um, so I, I think the, the key piece here of all of this, and I know I've been rambling on, but I've been trying to get my thoughts straight as Andrew had to run off. Um, the key piece, of all this, it comes back to our relationship with God. And in the midst of that, the sanctifying work or the making us like Christ's work that happens in the midst of that relationship. But that can only happen if we're actually in relationship. I, I think oftentimes um, we call things relationship that aren't actually relationship. Let's use like Facebook as an example. Uh, I know we've used this illustration before, but um you know, you have friends on Facebook, we'll call them Facebook friends, and you see what's going on in their life and, and this and that. But the last time you actually had a conversation with them, it's been a long time um, outside of, you know, comments here and there on Facebook posts or Instagram posts or whatever, whatever, you know, the the platform you want to use. So I, I know of that person, but I don't know that person. Um, and that's where our relationship with God really sits for a lot of us is we know of God. We know the idea of God. We know things about God, but we don't know God because we're not spending any time with God. Um, and I say all this to say this, the more time we spend with God and have these conversations of these vulnerable, trusting, honest conversations about the junk of our lives, the sin of our lives, the, um, 
areas yeah. of our lives that we're struggling in, the areas that we're 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 you know spinning, whatever. We have the, like in the midst of those conversations, he's going to provide guidance. He's going to do some trimming. He's going to talk about things that you don't necessarily realize are related until well after the fact. He's going to ask you to talk through stories and you know experiences that you've had about certain things to get to the root of those things. Like that work has to be done. It's like an onion getting peeled back to find the actual core of the issue, um, so it can actually be eradicated and dealt with. That is extremely, if not impossible, for you to do by yourself without God's help, right? Um, the power of sin is too yeah. powerful. You're going to put a layer back on top of it. Um, you're going to be like, mm, it's good enough for now, all these different things, but it doesn't deal with the issue. What happens in Christians' lives is we look at sin and say, it's my job to get rid of it. Um, it's not. You have no power to do it. Um, so when you try to do it, you eventually get burnout. You get exhausted. You ask God, you ask, where's God in all of this? You get frustrated and you say, you know what? I'm better off just not doing any of these things because you tried to do it on your own. And that isn't what God has asked us to do. He's asked us to be relationship. So when we find ourselves in sin. It's coming back to Jesus um, in relationship, being honest about what's going on and what happened and talking through those things and asking him to start to deal with those things and having the real honest, vulnerable conversation about those things so you can actually get to conclusions on some of these things so they can actually be at least a temptation that you can now handle uh, rather than, you know, something that seems, you know, way outside your, your ability yeah. and your power. Um, yeah. Andrew, I don't know where you were going with all your planned, you know, communication, but Hey, <laughs> dude, hopefully. Hey, I like it. I like it. And, uh, don't worry about it. Sorry about the interruption and thanks for jumping in. Um, you know, like we have talked about white knuckling stuff, um, multiple times you and I have of like, I'm just going to keep working harder to be perfect. Right. Like, the reality of that, though, is like when you are trying to do it all yourself, then like in a way you're just saying like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't need God, right? Like I'm a Christian, but on my own strength, I can just get this done. But that's not really what God calls us to. That's not um, what Jesus taught us or or how he lived. Um, it's not the way he modeled life, and and it's not what he called us into. Like David we need forgiveness and we need forgiveness, not just from a priest or one of our peers or even just ourselves, but like for forgiveness from God, you know? And um, thankfully because of Jesus, we have an easy direct access to God. Like I say easy, we can just pray. Like it's not, it's not that complicated. Like we can pray directly to God and he hears us and if we come and ask for forgiveness in the name of Jesus, like God will forgive. He's full of mercy. He's full of forgiveness for us. But in that process, he usually calls us to change some things by the power of his Holy Spirit. You know, he doesn't say, um, you've been struggling with this sin, Andrew or Josh. So now you need to go and uh, white knuckle it to fix it. It's like, no, you confess the sin to me. Um, repent from it, and then trust me as you as you do what you can to work on it. The Holy Spirit's going to do a whole lot more at the same time to change your life and your heart, and your mindset, and your desire for that thing that was sinful to begin with. Like God is good, and uh, and He wants us to come to Him in relationship. We talk about this a ton, like how to pray. Um, we've talked probably in every every episode about this, but. God wants to be in relationship with us. And, and part of that 
is when we do sin, he wants us to be real quick to turn to him and, and to ask for forgiveness, you know? And when it's not praying about sin, he wants us to be quick to communicate with him about whatever we're thinking about, you know, whether it's uh, for others, for ourselves, just our heart desires, just questions we have that we're not, we don't know the answers to. God wants to hear it all. You know, he's in relationship with us, but that means like, we shouldn't view him as a, a vending machine, like a sin vending machine of like the only time I pray is when I confess stuff. That's not that's not relationship. That's a start. That's that's not the worst thing in the world, but don't stay there, you know? Like if you the only time you ever pray is when you're confessing what you did wrong. Consider praying at other times and being like, God, here's what's up in my my mind. And I have these questions that I really don't know the answer to, or like God, I'm so grateful to you for fill in the blank, you know, like build relationship with God by spending time in prayer and time in listening. That's, I guess, where I'm going, man. And I feel like we've we've talked about this a lot of times, but like it's really important to understand the role of, of confession and of asking mm-hmm. for forgiveness in this faith. But it's also important to understand that in parallel with like, that's one expression of your relationship with God. And it's a very important part, but it's not the only part, you know, we can be quick to like, I'm just going to keep doing these sins and keep confessing it. And I'm good, you know, and Paul talked about that, like, uh, what should I just keep on sinning more so that God's grace may abound more. And I think Paul said, like, may it never be so. You know, like, no, that's not how this is supposed to work. So don't view God as like that sin vending machine. You can just keep hitting the button on, the forgive button on, um, because that's not the point. But God is good and God is full of forgiveness. So we should be quick to turn to him with a broken and contrite heart when we do Mm -hmm. sin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is turning back to God over and over again with the same sin, like forgiveness is still given. Um, yeah. You know, Paul even tells us, he says, you know, should I keep going on sinning? You know, at being asked a question, he responds with absolutely no. Um, the reality is you can, um, you have that freedom in the midst of Christ's sacrifice on the cross. What you lose out on is the fullness of life. You could be Huge. experiencing in this life, yeah. the fullness of, yeah. um, you know, purpose and life of meaning, you can lose all that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, definitely the intimacy with Christ, because all you would be talking about all the time is that same sin over and over again, um, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to deal with it um, to get to the to real intimacy and real big dreams that God may be placing in you and through you to see impact in the world around you. Um, but yeah, that that's the piece. The reality is you could, like if that's the life you want to yeah. live, um, you have that freedom in, in Christ um, to live it. You're going to miss out on a lot of life, though. Um, you're going to get to heaven and be like, mm, I wasted that life. And you don't get a second try at it, um, right? This is why the treasure, you know, building up our treasures in heaven matters so much. Um, you only get one chance at this life. Make it count. Make it matter. Um, and it comes from focusing in our relationship with Jesus, letting him guide that process of making us, making him more like, or making us more like him um, and, and walking with Jesus to see what he's he's capable of doing so when you find yourself in sin um you know as andrew said get get back to jesus as quickly as possible Um, and i'm not just saying like it should be like oh jesus i did this please forgive me that's not enough um though that should be a part of the equation you need to talk about 
it. You need to talk about what happened and what you did. Yeah. Um, not to shame you, not to, but like you've got to bring it all into the light, right? Sin loses power yeah, when it's brought into the light. If you mm-hmm. feel like it's sin that you can't conquer on your own, um, one, you can't, but two, like in your prayer life, it's just, it keeps coming back up. Bring the, bring your friends and family, those that love Jesus and love you in that order into the equation as well. Bring sin into light. It loses its power. It, it's hard, full of guilt. You're going to feel it. Um, but that's, that's part of the equation. That's part of what we're asked to do. Um, that's how you find genuine freedom from those places. Cause there's something God's saying that you're missing and you need that voice from, from our fellow believers. But Andrew, yeah. dude, Psalm 51, any final thoughts, my friend? Man, um, I guess my final thoughts are sometimes it's good to uh, to work through these things slowly, right? And that's, that's the beauty of um, a psalm like Psalm 51. Maybe not the most fun to read. It doesn't make you like remember a bunch of songs or think about things that you, uh, that give you light feelings, but but they're real and they're real aspects of, of faith and real aspects of our, our walk with the Lord is like sin is heavy. Uh, we can't get over it on our own. We need God's forgiveness. And, and this is kind of a model of like, how did David confess when he realized and was convicted of, of his sin? Like this is at least the recorded version of, of what he did after that moment of confrontation of like, dude, you messed up. What you did was wrong before God. We God saw it all. You didn't hide anything, you know? And this was his his reaction, at least the one that he had recorded and put down. And it's pretty raw and, and it's really good because we need a model for how to ask God for forgiveness. And this is a good this is a good starting place. If you've never thought about how to confess sin, like pray through this, read through it, check it out, and then ask God like are there areas of my life where I need to have a broken and contrite heart that I need to put in front of you and ask for forgiveness? And God is like kind, you know, he, uh, if you pray things like that, he's not just going to flood you with everything that you've done wrong in your whole life and make you drown in guilt. He's going to meet you there like a friend, you know, that loves you and cares about you. And, uh, and just gently, Hey, this happened, you know, like ask for forgiveness. Hey, this happened. Like ask yeah. for forgiveness. I want to help you through this. You know, that's the posture God shows up with. He's not like the mm-hmm. convicting judge. He's the loving father, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, unfailing and in he's love good. and according he's good. to your great compassion. Right. Yeah. How that's the, right. How the Psalms. That's right. Totally, man. Totally. So that's want, my final you thought. Read it but, to, to close yeah, man. this out. Yeah, let's do it. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified by your when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop uh, and I will be clean. It's like soap. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the, let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew my steadfast a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who were God, who are God, my savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and let my mouth and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous and burnt offerings offered whole. Then bowls will be offered on your altar. That's Psalm 50. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.